listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Game, Episode 70 on Ed Reach. Gamer's Guide for Teachers. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, September 22nd, 2012. Ed Gamer's part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big 70th voice. Is that is that large? Yeah, that's pretty large. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. That was dramatic. That, that, dramatic pause. Yeah. I've learned that over the years. <laughs> My training for podcasting. <laughs> Jerry? Yes? Who are you? My name is Jerry James, and I am a visual arts teacher in Chambry, Illinois. You're doing some dramatic pauses there. Too. You know, I did it from memory because I wasn't even looking at the... Oh. So... And after God, I got through that. Yeah, I'm glad you did too. After 70, I've, I think I've got the our intro <laughs> down to... Uh, my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth-grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois, but I kind of feel like a technology teacher. <laughs> so I've been dealing with uh, – I guess that's not <laughs> – I guess that tells the whole, whole story, doesn't it? I've been dealing with technology and one-to-one conversion since the beginning of school, and it's been um, quite interesting. And uh, so it's, it's, been, it's been tough, and grades are due next week. So I have grades. I just have not had time to um, put them in. Uh, there's some grades I haven't graded yet, some assignments. So it's just been very, very busy. And uh, that's kind of I'm, – I'm, I'm looking to the horizon, though, Jerry, because I'm wanting to integrate some of these uh, games that we've been talking about for a while. And I think I'm hoping that this week I can start adding, possibly adding Portal 2 on some of the computers, test them out get a little Minecraft on some of them. And then I got to figure out a way to um, get civilization. I have eight licenses for civilization on CD. And of course my one-to-one devices don't have CD players. So I'm <laughs> figuring out where am I going to get some laptops to do that? Or am I going to a lab, something of the sort? Does it run from the disc or is it just install? From the disc. And I've, I've looked for ways to try to figure out a way to round around that which I think might be slightly illegal. <laughs> I was about to say, I think I might know one or two, but maybe not on the air. And uh, So, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out. So if anybody out there knows of a legal way to take eight licenses, eight versions of Civilization, and play them on a computer without a CD-ROM, DVD-ROM, I'd be happy to hear from you. So, I wonder if you could contact them and, you know, Give them the serial numbers from the from the discs and state your case and you know, ask for some kind of an electronic version. Or as soon as I send an email, I'll get a quick response back from a large large company. <laughs> I'm sure, that's what will happen? So, Dear yeah, Zach, it's a possibility, and I'm hopeful for Steam when I start loading uh, Portal 2 on there. But from what I hear, it's the the Steam application only allows you to get to Portal 2 and the Puzzle Maker 
And I think people are talking about on the forums how to, hey, can we start adding other games on there and getting, you know, kind of like those, uh, they have gift cards now at GameStop. Pick those up, maybe purchase a few of those and test them out. That might be the easiest way, but I already have eight licenses. There is a way to convert. Like if I have a disc of a certain game, Steam will actually allow you to load it on there. Huh. So that's a possibility, but I don't think they do it for Civilization. I don't think they do it for that that series of games. They do it yeah. for but not this one. So there's my quandary. Huh. <laughs> quandary. Wow. That I see what good. you did there. That was good. Uh, from last week, I had, I've had several students try the, the game that we discussed last week with Peter Stidwell um, from Learning, game, uh, uh, Learning Games Network. <laughs> I almost blew it there. And they are liking it a lot. Cool. So it seems very, very nice. Uh, something else that has popped up that we've discussed in the past, which is Bastion, which is a beautifully uh, created and rendered game that is on Xbox Live, that's on the PC, and also can be played through the browser, I know through Chrome, but they released a version for the iPad, and it looks wonderful. Jerry, you saw a little bit of the video clip. I did. It looks amazing. The graphics are awesome. I love it. I, I'm actually, uh, while we were doing our little warm-up meeting there, I, it might be installing on my iPad. That's. I'd love to. I'd love to hear about that next week. Yeah. So let us know. But it looks like it's. It's got two joystick. Tops. You can just tap where you want to go. Another one's like a virtual. Um, what is that called, Jerry? Virtual buttons. Virtual buttons, yes. You just like saying that. Virtual buttons. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on with you, Jerry? What's going on this past week? And then I know you have an update for us on your game club that you started. Oh, man. What hasn't been going on this last week? It has been a brutal week. We managed to toss in, you know, open house this week. So got to meet some parents. But remarkably low number of parents. And hmm. four parents in my first class. Um, not four sets, just four altogether out of 24 kids, which is kind of interesting. Um, pretty low numbers, but uh, we had open house, so the kids had a half day on Thursday. So we tossed an assembly in with that, too, because it's also homecoming week. <laughs> so we had our coronation assembly, and then on Friday, when all the teachers were barely surviving on coffee from the night before, the students were insanely pepped up and uh, had a pep rally which was good. And then we had multiple games and things, whatnot, last night. So the dance today, it's been a long weekend. You toss on top of that. Uh, we're working with a new grade book type program, which everybody's not really sure of yet. You know, they're kind of just trying to get their feet wet in. We're changing grading scales throughout the district. And then, of course, this week is also uh, our four and a half week notices, our midterms. So it's been uh, it's been a hectic one. It's a good Saturday today, that's for sure. Do you are you mandated to have certain grading scales? Uh, <clears throat> that's a very interesting question. It's we're in the process of making a district-wide shift. So as of right now, there is no mandate. Um, we have some people doing a traditional A to F scale, which would be you know anything over 60 is passing. We have some people that didn't want to ditch the A to F, but want to have an equal, you know, an equidistant and equalized grading scale where, you know, a C would be 50. So. Wow. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Um, we have a 12 point scale and we also have a 4.5 scale floating around the district. 
So um, they've recommended that departments stick together, uh, but largely throughout the school, there's there's great difference as people try to shift. We have some programs that are um, unwrapping standards. So uh, math and English will be using sta a standards based approach as opposed to um, everything else, you know, which has not yet gotten the standards out. So and maybe I'm not knowledgeable enough yet, but in my in my brain, you know, I want, I could care less about grades. I, I'd rather have standards based uh -huh. and I can assess from that. Are they mastery? Are they um, are they are they strong? Are they satisfactory or they, do they need improvement? Right. That's what I like. But what I see a lot of districts doing is that, hey, we're going to standard based standards based grading. And then they take those uh, the standards, or I guess they're um, the rubric, whatever it is, like a four, a three, five. That's what I use, you know, for mastery and everything. And they try to put a quantitative grade on it. <laughs> yes, it's a. Uh... This is why I think they were trying to unroll it, you know, a, this year. And then with with the whole new program, um, we've started using Infinite Campus, which is not a not a bad program. Just is uh, the biggest dig that I've heard on it is it's it was modified several times for several different districts, and they just kept shipping out. They just kept adding on. So it, it's like using Photoshop. There's so much stuff in it that you'll never need because some district somewhere has requested it. Um, <clears throat> instead of making special versions, they kind of made that their final version that they passed on. Uh, so it's such a huge program. And, and there's 15 ways to do everything. Uh, so it's kind of complex. But uh, I forgot what we started on. Oh, so the grading. Yeah. You know, the, the grading scales, yeah, there's there's a lot of teachers that, that don't want to abandon that concept of, and and it's it gets silly because a percentage or a grade tells you nothing except that you have mastered 70% of what that teacher has decided is important. You know, there's, there's no legitimacy behind that number you know we constantly have this argument and i'll ask a teacher i said well what is a c what does a c mean you know right. even if you give somebody a test a c says oh they got 70 70 percent of the questions right that's fantastic but what 70 percent did they get right did they get a hundred percent of the world war ii questions right and zero of the world war one questions because then they they don't really know anything about world war one but you're still letting them go with a c you know it it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever it's what they know at that time. Right. So, you know, it'd be like saying to a teacher, hey, you know, we're going to give you an overall grade. And but we are going to say that you were the way you were evaluated back in your first years of teaching will be included into the average of the rest of your years. Right. Right. Yeah. So all the mistakes you made as a first year teacher are going to haunt you you know, well into, into your later teaching career. And maybe that would make more sense to them. And I explain <laughs> it to my students too, is that the reason why I have them retake or redo up to a certain point, I can't do it forever, but you know, it's, it's like, you know, you have a baseball team and it'd be like saying at the first day, the first game, that starting lineup is going to be the same, same starting lineup for the regionals and sectionals. Yeah. 
kids look at me like, that's crazy because some kids might get better. Some might get worse. And I'm like, you're right. You change over time. So why would I include, it, it should be where you're at at the end of the season. Right. The summative, right? Mm-hmm, summative. And not, not averaging everything that's you've done in the past. And, and that's that's really what it's all about. The, the, the important part is where they're at when they leave your class. You know? right. And grades are grades are so wishy-washy, you know, especially when we come from the fine arts. I had this argument with somebody the other day and I said, you know, my A is different than your A. And she said, well, they shouldn't be. And I said, well, should is a horrendous word. My wife says that all the time. Should. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they shouldn't be, but they are, <laughs> you know, that there's a there's an amount of realism that that I think as educators, we really like to bury our head in the sand sometime, you know, and not, not pay attention to that stuff. You know? Right. Well, my, mine, my idea and philosophy has changed over time. And, you know, I'm going to bring this back to gaming because, you know, that's kind of what our show's about. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like asking a kid, they complete the game and they complete it. Well, you, know, you can play certain games at different levels, but they finish the game and, you know, it's, it's like, how do you how do you grade something like that? Yeah, they've finished it. They've completed it. So yeah, did they? You know, you could even ask the kids, and I think they're more critical of of what um, of what they do. You know, did you master the game? Were you strong at it? But you still finished it. Did you fail along the way? Yeah, failed many times. Couldn't get yeah. past boss. Couldn't get past this level. And, you know, I had to I had to look up some information and figure this out. And there's learning along the way. You don't want to take those failures and average them in and say that this is my complete grade. Because in the end, did they ma- do, you know, they should be able to master all the parts because they finished it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe that's why we enjoy the assessment from video games so much is because it doesn't give you a bias. It gives it, it takes the personal part out of it. It just gives you a computerized, you know. Not a computerized average, but it, it, it allows you to fail and make mistakes and forgive you for them as opposed to, you know, a teacher is like, oh, well, Joe finally got, I guess he got a C on his test. He was a real jerk in the third week, you know, like, and all of a sudden Joey's C turns into a C minus, you know, because Joey was a jerk. So, you know, Excellent. grades or games take all that out. Yep. Now, when I play Civilization, I'll complete a game, and it'll actually rank you. You know, you were Abraham Lincoln, or you were, um, you know, um, Woodrow Wilson. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. They'll, they'll rank you in different, in, as a different type of leader. So you completed the game, and you might have won the game, but the ranking is a little bit different. So there's ways that the computer can figure that out. And, you know, it would be really cool is to have the kid argue for or against, you know, their ranking. Yeah. Which very is cool. The ultimate and blooms, you know, being able to evaluate and, uh, and look at it. So that's, I think that's, that was an interesting side topic, but it does kind of point back to games and why we like them. So sure. your game club, my game club's taken off. I have some awesome students that are really, really motivated um the cool part is this is not a uh, not a school sponsored club um they stand behind it but it's not in any way funded by the school um we have sort of a moratorium on new clubs at the time so there's there's not a lot of new clubs coming out but uh 
the kid, so with that being said, um, the deal is it has to be a student run club. And uh, these kids have been absolutely astonishing. They have gone out, they have found a sponsorship at a local game store. Um, I didn't have to do, I didn't do any of this for them. So they went out, they found a sponsorship. The, uh, that store is going to donate some games. They're going to donate some magic starter decks for them. Um, and uh, I have about 25 kids. My kids have put together this really awesome, you know, sort of like uh game plan for our first three weeks they're gonna they're gonna teach some some basic games each kid's gonna bring in a game uh, you know a classic board game that they like playing in case some kids just want to socially interact and you know not get into heavy gameplay uh, they're gonna start by teaching magic because that's what they're all really comfortable with so uh, we're gonna have an advanced table and then we're gonna have a teaching table where uh, we're gonna take some of those training decks that that the the store i can't say their name yet because uh it's not not official but um that the store has has donated to us or is going to and uh, they're going to teach you know uh, other kids and i all i'm required to do is observe them in the room to make sure that they're not you know burning down the walls but i can't wait because i'm going to get in there and uh i you know i'm going to let them teach me too so it's going to be awesome sounds sounds like a lot of fun yeah, it's board games, card games. We're going to have a week of platform games uh, where we're going to bring in like an Xbox and a PS3. We're going to hook them up to uh, the projector. And they're interested in all kinds of games, which is really cool. They want to do a Minecraft week where we, uh, you know, maybe a little Minecraft EDU, talk about that. And then, um, you know, but but they also, they want to do things like rock band just because it's fun. You know, we want to have like a rock band day. And and they want to do a D&D, you know, and they want to do all kinds of new stuff. So I'm really excited. It's going to be good. Oh, quite jealous. And uh, once things settle down, I'm, I, I've got kids asking about civilization because we did that a, a couple times after school last year to get our little civilization club. But I do want to bring in some others. Uh, I'd like to talk to our local shop. There is a, a a convention. You know, we went to Gen Con, and there's a convention here in Bloomington Normal called Flat Con. Huh. So, kind of makes sense, flat boards. Uh, so, there's many different types of games going on there, and that's being held in um, Bloomington Normal. It's at the Interstate Center. Uh, it's like a giant warehouse. It's well, it's it's there's. They have all different types of things there. They have like a farm expo <laughs> all the way to, um, I think they do uh, pageants and stuff. So it's like, it's a huge space. You can have a lot of different things going on there. There's some um, game developers. There's stores. There's um, people that want to sell their wares, but there's also, there's just a lot of gaming that's going on. It looks huge. So I'm looking at the, the floor plan. Now, is there an area for, um, for tractor refueling? Because I don't <laughs> see that. That's in the back. Oh yeah. Oh, there it is. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, it's it's exciting. It, it, now this is October 26th to the 28th, and there is a what I we had um, was it Pete Fig, Fig Tree? Is that right? Mm -hmm. uh, Ruthless Diastema. Um, he had a a little event that was helping out. I think was with autism. I think that's what it was, wasn't it, Jerry? I think that's right. Okay. And this is also, um, it's a fight for cancer, so you can donate as you come, you know, you play games, you can help raise money for cancer research. This is going to be awesome 
And you know what? I bet you're going to see some sweet costumes because it's right next to Halloween. Yeah, it is. And uh, some of the pictures, if you start flipping through, I looked through this with my youngest daughter, who's eight. She uh, um, she loves Star Wars. So she saw some of the costumes and she was just like, oh, this looks really cool. <laughs> see if the kilts make as big of a, an appearance. Yeah. The yeah. Gen Con kilts were just out of control. Out of control. Utila kilts. Utila kilts. Very cool. I'm getting one. Wearing it to school. Somebody's got to start this trend in education. Wear something underneath. Okay. It's not a kilt if you wear anything underneath. Oh my That's God. what the t-shirt said. <laughs> what it said? Yeah, there was an awesome t-shirt. It just said, it wouldn't be a kilt if there was something underneath. Yes. Dramatic pause there. Okay, so <laughs> flat cons. I'm hoping to make a lot of connections at this convention and maybe get because i know there's pathfinder which is an rpg like uh D &D. pathfinder there's a local group there's a lot of local groups of certain types of games and maybe talk to them and having them come in so that'd be cool you should go as flat stanley <laughs> that, that works that works uh the other thing I, I tried was that i challenged um a few of my students in my one of my classes um it's kind of like an advisor advisee time it's a tutorial time, so we're helping out with different subjects. But kids, students that have their their work done, I've challenged them. I've given them um, a rule book for Settlers of Catan hmm. and kind of put the challenge on them and said, hey, I want you to learn this game. I want you to play it, and then I'll, I'll play you guys once you learn how to do that. So they're, they're getting all excited about that because they're thinking they're going to bring me down. <laughs> so that's – so we got – game club we got the flat con and then um i was kind of just flipping through one of the groups that i follow online is called classroom aid and they they have a focus on many different ideas but it's connecting dots for digital learning and teaching and they have a large section based on uh, you know dealing with game-based learning and great list great list as i'm looking here I'll read the ones that might stand out for some of our listeners, but uh, WoW in School, Minecraft Teacher, uh, Education Arcade, which is associated with uh, uh, Games uh, Learning Games Network, which is we had on last week. So there's a lot of different ideas and studies and groups and people that they list. It's kind of a list of where you can go and find out information. So I sent them a, a little message I responded to. I said, it's a great list. I'm a little biased because I would love to see Ed Gamer added. You know, <laughs> we, uh, I have interviewed uh, several people and groups that are on your list and several that you have missing. Put a little smiley face there. Keep up the good work. Resp they responded back. Uh, Jesse um, looks like Chuang. Uh, you are welcome to grow the list. And we look forward to learn from you. Thanks for the comments. So I'm going to add a few more in a response. And like I said, it looks like they've done some really good work. There was a couple things that popped out for you, Jerry. From there, you know, there's a lot of good things and actually you caught me off guard, but um, there's, here's, here's one of the things that, uh, that I wanted to add. Cause I was just thinking about this. I was going to bring it up when you were done spieling, but <laughs> um, it's cool. That there's this huge, if, if you look on the, on the main kind of an interesting site design, but uh there's this uh, translate tool to Chinese languages to promote uh, youth products for Chinese audiences from English to Chinese, which is cool. So you said um, 
the last name there, it, it sounds like obviously there's some kind of a um, a really big gaming connection between, you know, and and we know the the Chinese have awesome gaming like initiatives. We talked about that before, you know, how big like things like Wii and stuff like that is over there for just general education. Actually, it reminded me, and this is terrible. Um, I was meeting with uh, <clears throat> one of the people from Northern yesterday, and she is. And see, I don't know, and this is this is bad because I don't know if she's Chinese or Japanese or Taiwanese. Um, but she brought some game cards with to help prove a point, and um, she was pat. You know, we were looking at them, and they were absolutely stunning. And you know, so much further than a lot of our game cards. It, it was so cool that besides the the layout and everything, you know, they had QR codes on the card that would take you to like videos about the card, like all kinds of cool stuff. So I think maybe we need to make that, uh, we need to focus a show on that connection. I yeah. Think. You um, were talking earlier, the machinima. Yeah. The machinima stuff. That's cool too. Um, trying to throw you under the bus. What's that? Trying to throw you under the bus. I Thank was trying you, to, by the way, yes, I was, uh, I was, I was completely sidetracked with what I was going to say next, but yeah, they, they had, um, they have a really good feed on here, a great Twitter feed, which is that where you were getting the information? Did you uh, say? Sure. Yeah. I got to follow. So I'm going to follow this classroom aid Inc. So, uh, yeah, they got a whole section on, uh, machinima stuff and, uh, I like it. It's cool. Cool. It, it seems like they create a lot of infographics. Okay. And there's some really cool ones on here. So, yeah, everybody check out the site. I think this is uh, – I think we need to connect with them. Definitely. It's like they got some good things here. The last thing, you know, we've been talking about all these these games and how teachers can learn how to use board games or any type of game, but specifically board games. And we want to share with you um, a favorite site of mine. Uh, I introduced it to Jerry today. It's from Geek and Sundry, which if – you know, if anybody, when I say that name, if you know what it is, then you definitely know about Tabletop. And that's with Will Wheaton, which I, hopefully I don't have to go and explain that one. <laughs> so, Will Wheaton. Uh, yes. Uh, and the the one part, I, I, I have trouble, I guess, saying that this is something your students should go and search out because there is some cursing in it. They've... I, I, sw I, I swear, I swear, Jerry. No, I swear that they... They're swearing about swearing right now, so be careful. This is a family show. Right. I swear that they actually had uh, cursing in, the, in these videos, and it seems now that they've had... Uh, they've started bleeping things out. So I don't know if that's... If I'm right about that or if they've always bleeped, but I I thought earlier on that they didn't they didn't take that out. So there's a lot of bleeping going on because it's adults playing a game and they're having a lot of fun. And there's, um, you know, of course there's, you know, famous people or non-famous people that you might know. But the, my whole point to this is that you can watch these and learn about different games and how to play them. So one of them is Wits and Wagers. Um, they, <laughs> they have Elder Sign. Uh, they have Dixit. And I think that's one of Jerry's uh, favorite games. I like it. Yeah. Well, they have all these different games, and they talk about um, how to play them. And then they actually play the game. So you can see kind of the strategy and, and what to do there. Fiasco, Gloom, Castle Panic, Munchkin, which is one that I really I think I'd like to learn how to play. Ticket to Ride, Zombie Dice, Settlers of Catan. So... Those are some of the games that they have. So if you're wanting to learn about a game, 
this is a great place to go and and learn about the game and be able to possibly use it within the classroom. What I'd really like to see is that I know that some people, I was looking on the forum, some people were unhappy that they had to have the bleeping added in, but it would be nice to maybe even have, you know, for a younger audience to take the bleeps out. Just an idea. I know Will's not really concerned about that because if you ever follow him on Twitter, he's very blunt. (laughs) So that's, like I said, a great place to go to learn about games, but learn how to play the games. Cool. Anything else, Jerry? I think that was, I think that was fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer Podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Have a great week. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. What? Happy New Year? Yes. What? Oh, it's still fall? It was down to like 38 degrees, so I thought maybe it was already December. I just missed it. It's 38. 38 degrees. Oh, that's that's kind of cold. That's what it got down to last night. Yeah, a little chilly.